there's nothing that I hate more than a person who's like, Asha, please give me a free copy. Excuse me. Let me be the one who volunteers to give you a free copy. Hello, welcome to another episode of Iwi. Today I'm in conversation with Faith Chipangura, author of 14 inspirational books, founder of Phoenix Publishing, host of Faith Speaks podcast, and curator of the Phoenix Publishing Awards. We talk about writing inspirational books, the Zimbabwean publishing industry, and the importance of awards to artists. Please note that this episode was recorded outdoors and in public, so you may hear the birds singing and some chatting in the background. Please bear with us and our apologies for that. It gets better as the episode moves. Let's get into the conversation. Hi, Faith. How are you? <laughs> That's a very tricky question, <laughs> but I'll, I'll use the uniform way of responding. I'm very well. Thank you for asking. How <laughs> Welcome to Iwi. Thank you for joining us today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just going to get right straight into the, into the meta. Mm-hmm. How did you start writing or out of all the things, why writing? Quite funny though. Um, I think I started writing by accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some stuff went down in 2014 and then 2015 I had uh, like whole year to process the things that were going on. Mm. And then 2016 March for find myself in what I believe was an inspiration by the Holy Spirit in his beat to teach me how to forgive myself, accept what has happened and start my healing journey. Mm-hmm. So it will be a series of waking up over 21 days on the daily between 1am and 5am. Just wake up and sit on my desk and literally get verses I don't know if downloaded or uploaded into mm. my spirit by what I believe was the Holy Spirit and some of them I didn't even know existed or that they stood to address certain matters and that's how it's that my writing journey. Mm. So from 2016 up to now I still believe my writing is God inspired and it's 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 um it's something that comes as a gift, not something that I'm like, I can break about and say, hey, I'm a writer and this is what I do. Mm. I believe it's something which is always inspired because it comes and goes. When I'm out of my element, I cannot even write a sentence to save my life. Okay. But when I'm within my element, it's something which then pulls out and in most cases, I've identified it to be a ministry. Okay. I think um, it's it's quite interesting that you, you mention how your process of writing. I've read uh, some of your work mm-hmm. and, well, when we try to categorize your work, <laughs> we put it in like um, inspirational books. Mm-hmm. And globally, inspirational books are a big market. Yeah. Do you think there's any reason why uh, that is the case? Perhaps I might not fully comprehend it or even have a solid answer, which is like yes or no. Mm. But I say perhaps it leans towards that because of the call upon my life. I'm an encourager. Mm. And my ministry is to encourage people. And the best way that God has found for me to do that is through writing mm. and speaking. So you find that my work is encouraging somebody or bringing inspiration for them to take a certain path mm-hmm. or to start thinking in a certain way or see things in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I'll say maybe being or falling into that kind of big deal of an industry and everything mm-hmm. that comes with it 
is a bonus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is is it a big market in Zimbabwe? Is inspirational books. I was I was having a conversation with one uh, independent uh, publisher mm-hmm. uh, in one of my first few episodes, mm-hmm. and they were telling me that the books that sell in Zimbabwe. Um, are inspirational books or what others would yeah. then call motivational books? I'll say 50 50. Mm. People are looking for different things in books. Mm. I I cannot write fiction to save my life, <laughs> not even one page. <laughs> so I, I've seen other people write fiction do amazing mm. sales. They have amazing sales. And you know, even the books getting to a point where they are adopted by the Ministry of Education and mm. they are part of the mm-hmm. curriculum. And then I've seen other people, on the other hand, do write inspiration, like mm-hmm. me, do amazing work. And some are even struggling to sell even one book. Yeah. So you get to 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 look at it. It depends which side you're standing on. But I would st- say then I'm standing in the middle point. Mm-hmm. Because I, as a publisher as well, besides the fact that I write as a publisher as well, I meet a lot of people who write amazing fiction work. Mm-hmm. And other people who write inspirational work, which is amazing as well. Mm. So it goes both ways. Mm. Yeah. Okay. You've written 14 books. How do you feel? Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I never sit in it and really absorb it. I think I get reminded when I leave my house or bump mm. into someone who's read my work or see my name on the newspaper or hear somebody mm. mentioning it. One thing that I got taught when I first published my first book in 2018 was never let it get to your head. Mm. So I celebrate it now and then I move on to the next thing. Do I think 14 is a huge number? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> because I think I'm still aspiring to get to, to three numbers, you know, your hundreds mm. and all that. But in the now, I'm, I'm grateful for the work that God has done through my life. Because yes. it's, mm-hmm. it's not everyone who's got 14 books. Mm. I mean, for me, it's I see maybe others take it. It's, it's, it's a rush or a competition to get to a certain number. Mm-hmm. I write at my pace. Um, when God put the call upon my life, it wasn't a conference call. Mm. It was for me to say, Faith, you do this and this is how you're going to do it. So whenever it presses in my heart to say that he's a book that needs to be released, I then release it. Okay. Um, you mentioned that you never get to like sit in it, uh, yeah. like you know, and this. But fourteen books are a lot. So mm-hmm. I'd like to find out if going back or when you look back, <laughs> do you see how that has impacted your life, or is there any evolution that you see from like your first book up? Definitely. Huge, huge, huge. Am I the person I was when I first wrote my first book? Definitely not. We're mm-hmm. worlds apart. I, I have a lot to say to that young woman. Mm. I, by the way, I'm not old. I'm still young. Thank you. <laughs> Do you want but to I tell us your have, age? No. <laughs> I still I, I, I would have a lot to say to the girl who first started writing because she didn't she didn't have the slightest idea of what she was doing. Mm. To her, it was just the Holy Spirit said I should wake up over that period of 21 days and write something. She didn't tell anyone until two years later. Because she wasn't sure, she didn't have confidence, she mm. didn't have that assurance of that she's doing the right thing. So now, when I look at myself, I'm more sure of myself than when I started. Um, the development, the personal development, and the transformation that has taken place. Because as I'm writing these books, it's not only to minister to other people; it's also ministering to me. Yeah, sure. I look sometimes at books that I've written, and then I'm like, "Damn, I wrote that! Like how?" <laughs> Because I know sober me or natural me mm. does not have that much wisdom 
to even comprehend certain issues or even get to breaking them down. But when I look at that song, it has brought me a lot of growth with wisdom. I'm, I might not be the wisest person, but I'm wiser than I was when I first started. Mm. Um, when it comes to emotional intelligence, dealing with people, maturity, mm. are you, you know. I'm a very playful kind of person. I know. I play a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so when I then have to approach my work, there's mm. a certain sober kind of mm. calma and you respect know, that yeah, you bring to it that you have to put to it because also you're not only writing for yourself mm. you're writing for that for me i write for that one particular person who's going to pick up my book and say it, it transformed my life it, it helped me like this mm. so as i'm going through those things then i'll be looking at it and i i have to respect the people who read my work mm. i have to carry myself in a certain way and in the process be happy with what i'm doing Am I happy with my job? Definitely. I enjoy it and I love it. But would it be something that I thought I would be doing when I first started? Definitely mm. not. I never saw it coming. So, yeah. Yeah. So, when you're in the season of writing, mm -hmm. what does your day look like? Just writing, no publishing, <laughs> no proofreading. So, you, you find that my, my writing process is always interesting. Mm -hmm. I would, um, if I get a book to write, for example, say, give me a topic. Uh, Grace. If I'm to write on grace and the Holy Spirit is laid it in my heart, it might take maybe three weeks just digesting. Mm -hmm. I'm reading up in the Bible, listening to teachings and taking time to pray and fast, connect with the Holy Spirit, connect with the inspiration that feeds into it and mm. gets different revelation. Then I'll then sit down to, to draft it. I'll say I do a skeleton. Title is Saved by Grace, for example. What topics are we going to put Mm. what is grace where did i see grace and how did i see it mm. in my life how has it helped me what are the benefits of having it what's the downside of not coming into grace and living fully under that and take away points from that so now what i've done is i've drafted my book mm -hmm. this is five chapters so now when i'm getting deeper into it now i have to break it down say i've got maybe three topics per chapter mm -hmm. how am i gonna tackle them and then i have to to lay that down so when the season for writing comes because I, I don't always feel like writing. So what happens is now when I come back to it, everything has to come to a complete standstill. Wake up in the morning, usually five or six, mm -hmm. go take my bath. Or if I'm skipping outside, I go take 15 minutes, skipping, stretching my body, come clean my room, go take my shower, mm -hmm. have my beloved cup of coffee. With lots of sugar? <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> With enough sugar, thank you. <laughs> With enough sugar. Mm -hmm. And then I'll sit down. So usually work starts around nine for me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm writing, it's still the same thing. So nine to five, I'm sitting down. So I'll create, I work with something that I call, um, that I call um, focus, uh, focus blocks. Mm. So time from nine to eleven, I'm not standing up. I'm writing. Mm. I'm just following the voice within that's speaking, and I'm typing. Whatever it is, that's on your mind. So you might find, but maybe my my spellings, my grammar might be a little bit messed up, of which it has improved greatly from the time I started. Mm. So I'll continue. I'm not editing when I'm writing mm -hmm. the first draft. I just go for those two hours, and then at eleven, I'll stand up, go make myself a cup of tea, make a sandwich, feed the body that mm. works, stretch my legs, maybe four to five minutes, then come back. This is around quarter to 12-ish. From there, take maybe another hour or two, do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Take a break for lunch, come back again. No one is allowed to visit me because you take me away from that. My phone is always on DND. You cannot call me to cut off mm -hmm. because I'm trying to focus on this particular thing. And then it always works best when I've done um, 
put a date on when I want to release it. Okay. Yeah. So when I'm writing, yeah, for the sake of writing, putting meeting palile, mm. you know, I might drag. It can take six months. of books that I've written like three years ago and just mm. not published because they never had a deadline. Mm. And then there's books that I will say I need to publish, say by 14 December. So what needs to be done? Okay. So we register all those things and then we bring it back. So it's like working reverse. Yeah. So you announce I have a book coming on the 15th. Oh and my goodness, Faith. Today is the 15th of November. <laughs> and then you work it backwards. You register everything that needs to be registered, get the cover. The moment I see that cover there, I'm excited. Mm. And by the time people see the cover, the book is already done. Mm. So now you find my writing process takes anything between a month, three weeks, two weeks, depending with how much time I've dedicated to it. I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have a favorite book from the 14 that you've written? My Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Do I have a Oh, what book? that you really like? Yes. This is a good book. Mm. Uh. All of them, man. Uh-uh. You know, when I get all my books, I'm going to be standing by the door waiting for me. What were you saying? <laughs> I would say I'm, I'm, I'm split between three books. Mm-hmm. I would say The Value Added Woman. Mm-hmm. That is a project that came from the deepest part of my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Coming Clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Letters to My Future Husband. Okay. Yeah. But those three would really take the cup out of the 14. Um, I read letters to my younger, younger self. self. Oh, yes. yeah. That too. See, now every one of them is my favorite. <laughs> so, um, just going back to what you were saying about um, when you started writing, the person you were and how young you were. Mm-hmm. I see you've dedi- dedicated letters to my younger self, to your child, your my nieces son, yeah. and your nephews. You know, why is that important to you? So, 2020... We had a very unfortunate situation. Like my aunt, um, my aunt's son from my dad's side of the family, mm-hmm. it was in the middle of COVID, committed suicide. A young man around 19. Mm. So that really broke my heart. And I remember sitting down my my last born brother, telling him, Kuti, you know what? If you ever need to say anything, no matter how messy it looks, you need to talk about it, even if you have no idea about it. Mm. Always know that I'm here for you. I'm not going to judge you. I might scream at you and then we find a solution later or I'll find a solution and scream at you later because I need to hold you accountable. So fast forward, I think maybe two weeks after his burial, I was just sitting in the lounge and then I said to, to my young brother, I'm going to write a book and say letters to my younger self. On things that we never had when we were growing up, or things that even up to date, young people never get to hear those things from either a family or from their parents. And here's the reason why. Because some of these conver- uh, conversations are not conventional. Yes, I was yeah. going to say that yeah. um, we do have a certain culture of being conservative yeah. or some things are taboo. Yeah. You don't speak to your parents about this. Yeah. You don't. So there's always like this fear and sometimes shame. That's the thing. And I know like for most people, they wish they would have had someone to speak to them at their you know younger ages we wouldn't have made some of the decisions that yeah. we made or yeah. we would have made decisions that um Better we're supposed ones. to make mm. so I, I understand it wasn't easy for you it to, to write this book yeah. 
it wasn't because this one is really really if if i've ever written something with my whole heart as a label club isn't i write all my work with all my heart mm. but this particular one because it's dedicated to my son if mm. he ever finds himself in that position i would love to assure him to let him know but no matter how bad it looks mm. there's always a way out so we 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 then sat down and I remember calling a friend of mine and said, I'm writing a new book. He says to me, should I think you should say it? Why are you dedicating it? Say to my son. I love my son. Like, I'll kill for my son. I love that boy so much. So I thought to myself, I don't live with him currently. He stays with my mom. And she helps in, in almost 90% of the things. And then I just have to come in and support here. And you find good my support most of the time is like, emotional and financial mm. but most of the times they spend the time together so when I'm, i was looking at that i'm like perhaps with distances across older mm. it might not feel comfortable talking to me about certain issues mm -hmm. because i talk about suicide in the book mm -hmm. i talk about leadership i talk about money and power mm. i'm talking about sex yeah, yeah. no yeah. one talk I'm, like at my big age like this i've never <laughs> spoken to my mom about sex because ma'am <laughs> what are you doing no, we don't talk about that you know it's 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 those things also now you're looking at them um, at our african culture as much as there's a reason why we should preserve those things and carry on the the culture or the the order of things sometimes it doesn't save us because now i'm thinking if i'm to move say overseas my son is left behind here and one day he needs advice on something for me the go-to place that i would like for him to 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 go to is the book so hence the dedication it's not only to my son and my niece it's also to young people hmm. because young people sometimes feel like they get overlooked no one wants to deal with teenagers because apparently hmm. they're troublesome they question especially everything especially the ones that are considered troublesome yeah. so then like if you've outcasted them as they're the troublesome yeah. ones who then is... who's gonna deal with them yeah so we need to, to to bridge that gap and that's where the book was was coming from and also young professionals even younger people I think there's certain things that when I was 28 or even 27 or 25, which are in that book that I would love to have had, you know, when it comes to money and power, when it comes to, to leadership, when it comes to knowing yourself, I had no idea who I was at 24 or 23. So bringing all those things together and sharing them and extending them to my son, that would be the greatest gift and act of love that I could have shown him. So where can people get these books? Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you can get them directly from me mm -hmm. and um, from Rio's Lifestyle Books in town. Okay. By Iskedmo. Yes, 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 yes. But directly from me, the okay. plug. I'll, I'll, share, I'll share your details yeah, thank um, you so much. on the episode. Yeah. Um, let's get into publishing. You're also um, a publisher. <laughs> Why did you start Phoenix yeah. Publishing House? Or right. how, actually? How Let me and put why? A, dis a disclaimer. <laughs> what I'm about to say is not targeted at anyone, mm -hmm. but directly from my experience. Yeah. So when I first published my first book in 2018, I had to go to different places for different things. Mm -hmm. Find that I had to find an editor, Uko, and a typesetter, Uko, a cover designer, Uko, and learn where you go register the ISBNs. For me, it felt like a, a kind of a stretch. Mm -hmm. And then the way the editing was done, it was done by a professional. But the biggest mistake that I still point out today is, is they didn't consult me on what I would ever wanted. Mm -hmm. They didn't exchange notes with me, not editing. And this is what I mean. 
when you edit the book and then you put your suggestions of things that should go and things that should remain and then send it back to me for approval it went once and then it came back as a complete book so i have no relationship with that book i value relationships to mm. a point that i love to have a relationship with my books mm. so in 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 a verge to curb that and then said to myself, how about I make a book publishing accessible to mm-hmm. other authors so that I avoid the whole cat and mouse run. Mm-hmm. We have to go look for an editor or go and find it. So as Phoenix Publishing, what we've done is we offer all the services as an umbrella and I have professionals yes. in, in, in the house who are able to handle your, 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 you don't then have to stress about where am I going to get a good... Um, yeah, you just stress about the writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you stress about the writing and then maybe if... if there is need you then stress about your fees mm. of which our fees i think are very we are very very competitive when it comes to our prices i don't think there's anyone who charges below what we charge unless and until i don't know what they're doing this territory <laughs> when but do you do you form this uh, publishing house Phoenix publishing uh july 31 2021 mm. so how many books have um Phoenix publishing published yeah i'm glad you asked more than 20 mm-hmm. yeah more than mm-hmm. 20 authors in the house now and some really really high profile people mm-hmm. so when i look at that i cannot say i did that definitely god made maybe self-taught when it comes to certain things but definitely god made because mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of things that you see and they're like how did this person consider me for this work when they could have gone, gone somewhere yeah. else so when i look at that and, and and it's something that i don't take lightly and the amazing team of people that support me. Mm. I mean, yeah, I have such an amazing team. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk to them, I need this done, and we have this on the ground. It's like, what mm. do you need? Mm. And then we have to work with it, and then we deliver the best of products. So, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix is not like uh, an island in the publishing mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. How's the Zimbabwean market at the moment uh, in terms of publishing? How's business? In fact, let me say how's business. <laughs> <laughs> Can I start crying? Yes, you can. <laughs> this is a safe space. Phoenix oh, Publishing is, you fall down, you get up. Days are different. One day it's cloudy. You remember how it was cloudy yesterday? Yeah, yeah. It's very sunny and bright and we're complaining. It's too hot. Mm. So it's like that. Mm. Some days it's, it's, it's gloomy. Some days it's bright and shiny. So yeah, I'm not complaining. That's all I can say. Mm. Yeah. If I say it, um, we've spent the whole month and we we couldn't even buy ourselves a freeze it i don't think god would be pleased with that mm. and i don't think people will support us and because it's not only the clients who support us it's other people that who recommend other people to keep coming in the return clients mm. so i'm grateful mm. we've been doing okay i love that yeah i like that what has being a being both a publisher and a writer taught you. Yes. How has one impacted the other? Oh, Lord of Nazareth. <laughs> <laughs> being a, a publisher as an author, mm. it's 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 taught me to to understand where authors are coming from. Mm. And then being an author as a publisher, <laughs> it's taught me great lessons. Mm. You think you know English until you write a book, eh? Yeah. Writing a book is hard. It's like every time I I see someone and they're like, oh my God, I've written a book. I'm like, oh, nice. Mm. And the reason behind, I'm I'm kind of a tough nut to crack Mm. when it comes to publishing. If you're bringing your book to me, I need to understand the reason why you wrote it. Mm. And saying I wrote it because I can is not going to cut it. 
it's not a reason which is going to sustain you and i don't think it's a reason that people should invest in your book because you can mm. i don't believe kuti then you would write something with impact if you just want to show people what i can do it mm-hmm. do it with a solid reason which is going to anchor you be informed mm. about the topic be sure you can never be 100% sure but on your standpoint be sure of what you're mm. saying because this is something which people are going to consume and is it going to transform people's lives mm. or it's going to add more to their patterns is it something which is going to be like when a person is read it's like ah i wasted my time this time investment this money investment this attention investment this energy there's a whole lot that goes into a book mm. so when i look at those i've learned greatly i've i've learned the way people think the way people want things done mm-hmm. and I've learned that I shouldn't assume that because I have a kind heart or because I'm understanding everyone is like that. Some kinds are very difficult. Mm. They're justified. And some are rude. Some are, are, are pompous. Some are big-headed. Some are humble. You meet the whole box. But in the end, it causes you to then have an appreciation of, of, of the work that you do. And I'm, I'm really grateful because I love my job. If I didn't, I think I'll be crying every day or complaining every day that... Oh, those people are not understanding what abcd is going down mm. but it's on the daily that i get to see and have an appreciation for life from a different side because also other people are writing fiction and then others are writing yeah, real life are stories. different stories there is recently a young man who wrote a book and submitted it for publishing mm. i was crying like a baby mm. i was so mad from the emotion in the book from his experiences so then it causes me to have an appreciation for people's experiences. Mm. It's not every time that a person is going to walk in and start telling you, this is what I've gone through, this is how life has dealt with me. Mm. And he doesn't feel sorry for himself. He's picked himself up and he's amazing. So I've, I've learned a lot. Do, do men submit more than women? Because there's this um, belief <laughs> in the Zimbabwean... How that men are writing more than women? Not, not that they are writing, but they are audacious in submitting they'll Is submit it? anything and everything not really i think it, 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 it's a fair balance mm. i think my my, my stable has a fair balance mm. okay. both you I... not in terms of publishing oh. but submitting submitting their work like they are not afraid that what is the publisher going to think is this work good enough you know <laughs> yeah if you had to put it that way i think men are, are not as reserved as women Women, others are procrastinators because they're perfectionists. Okay. At the back of their minds, it's like, oh, what are people going to say? Men are like, well, I've written what I've written. It is what it is. It's good enough. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'll say <laughs> when it comes to that, I guess men are yeah, doing the most. Okay. Awards, awards. I know your Ooh. publishing house has awards. Mm-hmm. And the second edition mm-hmm. is um, 20, 25 November. 25 November. Mm-hmm. Why awards? Because people need to be appreciated for the work that they do. Writers work so hard. I mean, sometimes I spend sleepless nights. I can wake up in the middle of the night and I know instantly that this waking up is meant for me to just go mm-hmm. and write. Maybe do my prayer 30, 20 minutes and then pick up my laptop and sit in bed. Or sit in an uncomfortable position or sit on the couch. All that that mm-hmm. goes into it. Some people are writing from experience. Some mm-hmm. people are writing from for entertainment purposes. Some are writing to inform. It takes a lot of work. The frustration that comes with it, and being able to meet your deadline, or not being able to spend mm-hmm. time with your family as much as you would like because you are writing and you are going through these things. Yeah. So for those reasons, for the tears, for the 
blood, for the sweat, for the energy, for the mm. giggles and everything that goes into it. That's the reason why we decided let's come up with awards that are going to have a, a wider range of categories mm. so that we can put and almost accommodate everyone who's written and appreciate them if they've really done amazing work in their writing. Okay. You're a podcaster. Uh-huh. Funny. <laughs> I know you haven't posted anything I, I in a long time. It's because I locked myself out. <laughs> Faith speaks. Mm. Seems like you have a lot to say, hey? I do. <laughs> what made you get into podcasting? I know you're on a little break, but uh, mm-hmm. how did you get into it? Uh, podcasting is... <laughs> <laughs> so, I never tell people that I have a podcast. Unless <laughs> if it really comes up. Otherwise, you could be talking about Why podcast. do I know about it? I don't know how we got into that. Mm. I don't. What, what was the conversation? Anyway, there was a conversation leading to that. So I think happened? I was telling you about my podcast at the um, oh yeah the business of first. books yeah yeah book yeah the business yeah, yeah, of books yeah. event yeah and you're like oh yeah I have a podcast I was like what's the name let me follow you and hear let what you have to say that. what <laughs> do you think actually now the interview is mine I'm interviewing um I think everything that you do mm-hmm. is based on your Christian um journey your Christian yeah. lifestyle. So really, I can't divorce your writing from no your podcasting. They are on the same you're wavelength. Very, you're very smart. You're, you're a wise woman. <laughs> I, it's it's on the same wavelength. So. Yeah. I, I, like I said, when I first started talking about writing, that is a ministry. I believe podcasting is always a ministry. So I started in 2018. I didn't know what it was called. So every week, I'll do these um, broadcast lists, like every Monday or Sunday, but mm-hmm. mostly on Mondays. So I'll record a voice note that's like six minutes long. That's a long voice out. note. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was meant for inspirational purposes. <laughs> encourage people to uh-huh. have the enthusiasm to get me to their own. So I would do that. And then one day, a friend of mine then complained. He said to me, your, your, your voice notes are too long when it comes to downloading and stuff. Mm. Can you do a podcast? Mm. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. 2019, 2020, 2021, that's when I started podcasting. It was after I'd spoken to a friend of mine. Her name is Annabelle. Don't know what we're talking about. She was like, I think you'd be good for a podcast. So I then said, yeah. She says, yeah. And then I said, what are we going to call it? She says, we're going to call it Faith Speaks because you speak a lot of life. According to her, that's what she said. She said, you speak a lot of life, a lot of light, and you always make sense when mm. we are talking. And then I said, oh, well, I'm going to write speaks. on that. <laughs> and we started Faith Speaks. Mm. So I recorded my first episode, and then I will go... My and eventually we grew up and here we are so now i'm still trying to 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 find my footing back also because my work schedule is crazy mm-hmm. so if i don't intentionally create time for podcasting you 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 might think um i'm being a certain way but time really is something that i, I something that i do not have mm-hmm. as a luxury so if I ever dedicate my time to something or someone, or even when I'm talking to them over the phone, it will be it will be because I've said intentionally this is what I'm gonna do. Otherwise, you say I've got time to then do this, so I've got to then choose things that I'll be doing. Podcasting is one that's of understandable. Them. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. I know you're doing a lot um, for the Zimbabwean literary um, industry, like contributing, you know, like we speak about like, oh, people should do this, people should do that. Mm-hmm. But you're one of the people who are actually in the in the playground. What is your dream for the Zimbabwean, um, the Zimbabwe literary landscape? 
what what do you want for Zimbabwe when it comes to literary arts or whatever? I, I would love for it to, to thrive and to boom. What does that mean? <laughs> it means to, to see people earn uh-huh. money out of it. Now to we're getting people, somewhere. Yeah, to see people living, making a living out of it. I love to see it taken seriously. Mm. I, I There's nothing that I hate more than a person who's like, Asha, please give me a free copy. Excuse me. Let me be the one who volunteers to give you a free copy. Mm. Otherwise, people should also understand that writing is a job. Mm-hmm. It's just that maybe the country that we are in, in our economy, doesn't really favor that much of, 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 of the work that we do. Because now a person has got to come and reason on this $20, do I buy Facebook or do I go and go to the tax shop and pick up a few commodities which I basically need for my house? Mm. So we co- we competing against those things. I love to see a level playing ground where it's not too up high, inaccessible. Mm. It's like everyone is like when you think publishing, you start thinking the hugest of fees you've ever had, a very complicated process and all mm. that when it's really not complicated. And I love to see people taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. Stop releasing half baked work. Yeah, I'm not. What's I'm, a half baked book? Something. <laughs> Jesus help me. My tongue, my tongue, Lord. Faith speaks. <laughs> I mean, what what I'm trying to drive it is release good things mm. that are gonna be worth your readers' time. Mm. You don't wanna like I said earlier, you don't wanna release something and then somebody's like, I wasted my time buying this or reading this. Yeah. I've yeah. wasted my money buying this. You want something that is going to speak into your person's life and definitely leave <clears throat> a transformation. Mm-hmm. Are your books going to be for everyone? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely but you're going to be called to a particular group of people mm-hmm. that you're going to make sense to. Okay. So when when the literary industry has a level playing ground mm-hmm. and there are no doorkeepers and we don't have spectators, and everyone sees the part and Dragons, identifies the yeah, yeah. <laughs> where where a person can identify something mm-hmm. that they can do in the industry come mm-hmm. in with your expertise mm-hmm. come in and also this whole business of it's a competition we are not in competition yeah there's we are here for to everyone exactly yeah. we're here to edify each other bring it up and yeah, make it the, the most something that we're going to have pride in definitely people in the 80s have got works that are very much celebrated you mm-hmm. look at um Charles Mugoshi, Ignatius Mabasa and all those guys they've reigned from all along because their work has been amazing it's given people something worth to talk about mm-hmm. if anything is to happen to people who've written today and they haven't had an impact I'll say then what have we done with the gift that God has given us mm-hmm. what have we have we done justice to the literary industry and as we are representing our country when it comes to writing because by the way when you put our books on Amazon and stuff like that, they're not like, oh, shame, and they're from Zimbabwe. Yes? You know, they don't have resources. No. I write my book, the category that I have is spiritual motivational. And guess who's in that category? T.T. Jakes. I am right there in the same level. This is not to say we are smaller or whatever, but package yourself the way you'd like to be addressed. Yeah. So I'd love to see the literary industry do better. I'd love to see people take it seriously. Mm. Yeah. I feel like we could believe in ourselves more. Amen. We're <laughs> <laughs> <Win> a <of> faith. <laughs> Besides manuscripts, 
Mm. Are you currently reading anything? Just for oh, yes. what are you reading? I'm ever reading. So I have this one literary Bible. Mm-hmm. It's not a physical or like holy Bible stuff, but it's something that I call my Bible. Mm. The Sato Art by Mark Mason. Okay. That book has redirected me. Every time I start caring too much and giving a few of whatever he calls it, <laughs> I have to read it and remind myself. Mm. And then currently I'm reading the book of Isaiah. Okay. Yeah. And which other one? There's this book about mindset. I've forgotten the title. But there's a book that I've been reading for months now. Okay. It's not a fast book. It's not a fast read. It's slow paced. You, you know, you, you need to get into pages, it slowly. Yeah. And so those are the three that I've been. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's been very interesting having this conversation Thank with you. Thank you very much. But before we wrap it up. I need you to recommend some books um, to our listeners. Maybe, you know. Books to recommend. Yeah. Can I include my list? <laughs> you can you. include one of your books. Excuse me, I've got 14. <laughs> what is this? Oh, now suddenly you yes, know I you're 14. Yeah, I have to remind myself how you said we should have confidence. So, yeah. I'll allow I'm you to, 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 to recommend one. Hey, your dog, Pep. One of mine. All mm. right. So, I'll say the 5 a.m. cab by Robin Sharma. Okay. Transformed my life greatly. Um, so are you part of the club? The 5am club? 5am club. We are kind of, maybe not officially inducted, but... No, I mean just like um, after you read it, yeah, you've adjusted your lifestyle to, I subscribe to, to the recommendations and the 5am club. Now I wake up at 5am. Even if I don't want to wake up, my body is like, hello. <laughs> okay. Um, so the 5am club, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. The second one is a value-added woman mm-hmm. by one fake Mudiwa Chpankura. Please check it out. Not because I know the person who wrote it. Who wrote it. You don't know the person who wrote it. You are the person who wrote it. <laughs> so yeah, okay, I would highly wh- recommend that for women. Why should people read this book? So that they can know the amount of value that they, they have. And also to understand that you don't have value because of what you have physically. Hmm. But it's who you are and it's inherent. Is this just for women or? Ah, it's for women. I know men are not going to like me for this, but you know, have to narrow it down. It can't be for everyone. But I highly recommend women to okay. read that. And then the third one is The Secret. Mm-hmm. I've forgotten who wrote it, but the, I. The Maroon book. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Secret, oh Lord, to change your life. And, uh, oh, Finding Me by Viola Davis. Yes, that was a Lord. good book. That was a good book. Why did I see so much of myself in that book? <laughs> Have you read this Kerry Washington book? Her new book? Which one? Uh, the memoir. She's got a new... Carrie. Yeah, yeah, Kerry no, Washington. I haven't. I, I haven't read Michelle Obama's. I haven't. I, I have a lot of catching up to do when it comes to reading. Okay. Yeah. Um, On the new books, really, I haven't read. But I have a, a, a wide list of which I bet is coming up. So I wouldn't mind if the podcast gifted me with like five of those. <laughs> <laughs> Faith, it's been lovely having you and um, we wish you all the best with our awards uh, on the 25th of November and all the books that you're going to be publishing as we wrap up the year, Mm. uh, going into the new year as well. We really um, appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank Thank you. Thank you for having me and you take care too. This has been Iwi in conversation with one of the voices of our times. If you'd like to purchase her work or others from Phoenix Publishing, you can find them on Amazon or contact Faith at Chipangura Faith on X or Faith 
underscore Chipangura on IG. The Phoenix Publishing Second Annual Book Awards will be held on the 25th of November at Monomutapa Crown Plaza. Join us as we celebrate our local writers. Lead First Harare is back again with its 10th edition from the 29th of November to the 2nd of December under the theme Words Remember. Pop in and let's enjoy this literature festival. Thank you for being part of this conversation. And until next time, do read something. <laughs>